Well, hello there. Welcome back. We're continuing our series on the end times. I know that it's not easy to think about the end and all of the different things that may happen, but God has allowed for us to have access to this information because He wants for us to know. We should not be caught off guard. We need to know the times we're living so we know how to live them with eyes wide open. The best way to face challenges is knowing what those challenges might be like and allow for the Holy Spirit and for His Word to prepare us for them. After all, as followers of Christ, we really have nothing to fear and we have much to look forward to. After all of this is said and done, we have eternity waiting for us for those that love and follow the Lord. But meanwhile, one of the ways we can keep our guard up is through prayer. The Bible teaches that we should pray without ceasing. Today I encourage you to pray for understanding. But not just an intellectual understanding of godly things, but rather experiencing a deep conviction and rooting in the things of God. God's truth needs to become real to us and in all of its facets and dimensions. If we don't understand His things clearly, through and through, We will never value and practice what He intends for us to know. We need to have such an understanding that His Word should become life in us. We need to live His truth daily. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we give You thanks. We praise You, Lord. I I worship You, O Lord, for Your goodness, for Your mercy. I give You thanks first for Your Son, Jesus Christ, and for the eternal life that we can have through Him. I give You thanks, O Lord, for Your Word for your truth, because you want us to know. You want us to be in the light of reason and understanding, to know your truth, to know what will happen, what things will be like, Lord God. You don't want us to be in the dark. Heavenly Father, help us to have a true understanding of your things, to understand in such a way that they're completely and utterly real to us. And they're so real to us that we live your word day by day, implementing it in every in every area of our lives. Heavenly Father, help us to just believe your truth just completely and fully, Lord God, in every kind of way. Help us, O oh Lord, right now to understand your word, and not only to understand it, but to live it, Lord God. I give you thanks and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. As we wrapped up our quick view of the seven churches last week, we will now get into the key individuals that will come into the scene as part of the end times. Today will be part seven of our series. We'll be giving a brief overview on the Antichrist. And for this, we will look at a lot of the writings of the Apostle John, since he is the one that tries to explain who is the Antichrist, what he does, and the different facets of the Antichrist or Antichrists. So, to start things off, our scripture passage today is found in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, and it says this, Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. So, it's quite evident that as a sign of the end or the last hour, the Antichrist will appear on the scene. And not only that, the Antichrist is one of the main manifestations of the end. But let's look at what does the Antichrist symbolize. The Antichrist can be defined as a person, entity, or concerted movement that goes against God and everything related to Jesus. The literal definition is that he is anti or against Christ. The Antichrist can also be used for a counterfeit Christ. 
someone that tries to establish himself as Christ. The Bible defines it in the following manner in 1 John chapter 2, verse 22, where it says, Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is a Christ? He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. So the Antichrist or the influence of the Antichrist is to deny who God is and who Jesus is. It also tries or will try to represent something that is greater or mightier than God himself. So it's not necessarily something that is merely opposing or negating the person of Christ. Now, we will experience the presence of the Antichrist as believers. I, I believe that fully, we will. According to the Bible, the spirit of the Antichrist is already in full operation all around us. 1 John chapter 4, verse 3 says, And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. So shortly after Christ Christian church groups were formed by the apostles, this movement of the spirit of the Antichrist had already started, as many tried to infiltrate our past church congregations to plant the seed of doubt on who Christ was. There have also been many Antichrists as well, and there will be more that show up until the one and only Antichrist emerges. For it says, For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an Antichrist. So, for instance, Caesar Nero was an Antichrist as he tried to establish himself as a deity. As he persecuted Christians, he would put them in life or death situations where if they wanted to live, they had to confess Caesar Nero as Lord and deny the Lordship of Christ. Anyone who tries to either deny the existence of God or Christ and portray themselves as a higher deity is a form of the Antichrist. That's why we cannot take as God's truth the Quran and its teachings because it displays Jesus as a mere prophet, taking away his divine nature and that Muhammad was a mightier prophet than Jesus. So Muhammad was a form of Antichrist as well. Charles Darwin was also an Antichrist in that he made it his life's work to prove that God does not exist and that we are a product of some cosmic accident. I don't think he's doing so well right now and I'm pretty sure he has already found out the hard way that he was wrong. And like that, there have been many others. So, how will the real Antichrist show up? The Bible says in Revelation chapter 6 verse 1 to 2, now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a loud voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. The Antichrist's manifestation kicks off the seven-year tribulation period. He will be the first of the four horsemen that will emerge to establish his reign. But biblically speaking, he is a person that will be subtle in his approach. He's not going to approach Christ head on. Daniel teaches that he will use flattery to gain people's trust and confidence. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 says this, Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. The Antichrist will flatter his way to the top. Everyone that doesn't know any better will fall right into his hands. 
The world will see him as an incomparable leader, a visionary, a unifier. He will have the power to dominate anyone with just the slightest words. He will have a seducing spirit. He will be like the world's version of the Messiah, someone that everyone will look up to and admire. And what will be most astonishing is that he will do unspeakable evils in the world and everyone will support him blindly, justifying all the atrocities that he will commit. So why is it important to understand who or what the Antichrist is? It's important because we are already experiencing the Antichrist movement today as we speak. It's everywhere, in our schools and in our universities, in our communities. The Antichrist movement is even in full motion within many churches and seminaries where some of the greatest atheists can be found. But there will also come a day, maybe very soon, that many of us will contemplate the presence of the Antichrist live and in person. He may already be somewhere on the planet implementing his evil plan to rule the world. But as we mentioned before, the best way to be ready is by fully and completely understanding what God teaches us through his word. For it is written, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So, God's truth prepares us in every way. But if you don't get into His Word, you will easily fall into the trap where you will wind up following something that is pure evil and right into eternal damnation. I urge you to look for God, for Christ's redeeming power, because the only one that can give you eternal life is Jesus, the true Christ and Messiah. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us, O Lord, to be hungry for your truth. But on top of that, Lord God, help us to understand that your truth is the truth and that there is no other truth. And that we need to believe and understand this truth in such a way that, that, it just, that it just compels us to follow you, Lord. That it compels us, Lord God, to go against the world system and society and everything else. And to just establish you as our foundation, as our source for truth, as our source of power, Lord God. Heavenly Father, help us to, to understand through and through that there is something evil. There's something that is that is just utterly evil out there and that it is all around us. And that if we're not ready and standing on your word, firmly in your word, firmly with conviction through and through in your truth, we will fall to that evil. We will give in to that evil. And that evil will destroy us and our loved ones. Heavenly Father, help us to understand Help us to, to see it with our spiritual eyes clearly, this evil that's out there, and that we need to be ready for it. That we need to take on this evil day by day, clinging on to you, clinging on to your word, clinging on to you, the guidance of your Holy Spirit, that we might be able to get through all of this, so that in the end, we might be with you forever and ever. That we might enjoy eternally, the wonderful things that you have for us, for those that love you and follow you, Lord God. I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord. And I pray, Lord God, for all of our listeners. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you may just, again, just help them understand. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, if by any chance you do not have a personal relationship with Christ, or your personal relationship with Christ has fallen apart somehow, it is never too late to change things. Come to Jesus with a repentant heart, asking God to forgive you for all of your sins, and for Jesus to come into your life. Ask Him to show you what He can do. But you need to let Him in, and you need to let Him do it. I encourage you to make that decision today. If you need some help with this, please contact us. We would be very happy to help. May God bless you. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world.